0: Welcome back to Unless You Ask with me, Kevin Chung. With me today is my former roommate, Dungeon Master, and a human DJ booth, Emmanuel Lopez. Eman, welcome to the show. Hey, Kevin. it uh, It is great to
1: be here uh, with my old Virginia Street boy, in yes. the hood. Um, and actually, just to give you a quick correction, um, I don't actually go by Dungeon Master anymore. I prefer the term Dungeon Zaddy. Uh <laughs> I I don't know if you know this, but, uh, I'm trying to do like GitHub is quite the, uh, the social justice movement oriented organization. And, and to get, get away from the master slave paradigm, Mm. I'm, I prefer zaddy instead of master.
0: Right. The, the zaddy child paradigm, I guess is what you're going for. Yes,
1: Zaddy child is what I like to go by.
0: (laughs) All right. Dungeon zaddy strike the record folks um what's up Evan? i uh i had uh another virginia street member on the podcast a few episodes ago so the listeners who are paying attention will know a little bit about that but for those who aren't paying attention or who who don't know you how how do you and i know each other
1: yeah, uh, we apparently we went to undergrad together. Although I didn't know you then, uh, but when I moved to the Bay Area with my uh, girlfriend at the time, fiance now, Kaylee, uh, I moved in with you into our lovely pink apartment in Virginia Street, and it was a uh, it was a wild time. There was a lot of a lot of dancing, a lot of very close interactions, uh, lots of getting this booty smashed in super smash bros it was it was it was a whole thing as they say
0: yes ices flying around hither and thither so many smirnoff ices it was like a frat house in there it was crazy (laughs) uh (laughs) side note i the way that i drink smirnoff ice a lot of the people at the house did not enjoy Uh. it was so
1: slow you (laughs) defeats the purpose of it it's like what's the point kind of, of doing it if we're gonna drink it so slowly
0: it's kind of a reverse icing if you know what i mean <laughs> uh but anyway <laughs> good times um yes so Eman, uh very happy to have you on the podcast a man of many interests um but you know the point of unless you ask i want to talk to my friends about something that they uh are interested in that they want to talk about so what is your topic today yeah. Uh,
1: it, I've been listening to the pod for a while and I've been trying to think of something that I could surprise you with. But after living with you for two years, I realized <laughs> that like I couldn't functionally surprise you. You like know me in and out pretty uh, well.
0: Um, you have probably developed some new things over the quarantine. I don't know.
1: No, no, no. That's the thing. Everything that I developed, everything that I developed over the quarantine, like you were a part of. Like you played Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) with me at one point. Like there's nothing. I'm yeah, same old guy. Um, For sure. But I I figured we could talk about uh, something that we both love, which is pop punk, and I could give you a little. Uh, a little tour, a little preamble into hardcore music as well, because the two genres are deeply tied to my adolescence and a young adulthood, and I still listen to sometimes uh, for the feels, you know.
0: Yeah, Um, yes, I'm super stoked to talk to you about this. Also, a big part of my growing up, my youth, I think probably a bigger part of your youth than mine, because I was nervous to listen to swear words in the car with my parents. Were you really? Yeah. I'm (laughs) so sorry. Not anymore. The chains are lifted. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, pop punk. So uh, tell me a little bit about your sort of first introduction to the genre. Do you remember kind of like what you listened to when you were first like um, getting into it?
1: Yeah, I, I think like any young adolescent it was kind of a journey but just like you had mentioned pop punk is like inextricably tied to our generation's radio you know uh, bands like green day blink 182 newfound glory some 41 simple plan yellow card jimmy Eat world like all those bands were constantly playing throughout the late 90s and early 2000s and they're really deeply ingrained into our radio culture. And I think that if you were young and a little rebellious, (laughs) I guess, uh, this music speaks to you in a way. And yeah, I mean, it it was, it was fun. It was silly. And I don't know. I, I think at, at that point in time, uh, you're looking for something that grinds against the grain a little bit and mm-hmm. can be introspective at times too,
0: you know? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, listening to music in like middle school, that was a, right around the time where the internet was like just barely getting involved. <laughs> yeah. so, so I don't know about you, but I, I got my first like MP3 player for my brother and I only had like, you know, 50 songs on it or something. So these songs oh. that we grew up with, you would listen to them like over and over and over again because you didn't have access to like Spotify. You didn't have like every song on the planet. You had like the songs that you had bought on iTunes or that you like loaded up. So I just remember like, you know, pretty much getting like the hits, like the songs that people uh, were hearing on the radio and then just listening to it like so much, like, Oh, like the same 20 songs, like over and over and over again for like four months. Yeah. Especially like at that time,
1: you had to download that music. Like if you, if you, you know, we I pirated so much goddamn music. And, and to those listeners out there wondering if I would download a car, I fucking would. In a second, I would do it. <laughs> I, would, I would download a car. And <laughs> I downloaded so many cars worth of songs and destroyed two computers from the viruses just outright. <laughs> um, LimeWire is not it's not a computer-friendly software, turns out um yeah and and to your point about listening to the song i don't know if any listeners would do this but when i was young uh when i got my first cell phone when i was like in in high school they they like did those um those ringback tones that you could like listen to snippets Uh of songs i would just listen to those sometimes to get my (laughs) fill you know (laughs) just play that chorus on repeat yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) oh man yeah good stuff um yeah definitely this genre, at least for people our age is like inextricably tied to to growing up <laughs> because so much of it is like uh just y- you're going through puberty, right, so like I don't know yeah. what what uh <laughs> what what part of pop punk like resonated with you when you were a kid uh specifically like you know being rebellious is one thing, but like I don't know there's something about the way it sounds, you know,
1: yeah, you know. There, so pop punk. I I so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick tie because I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: that the hardcore scene from like the late aughts, early two thousand ten, or early teens of the two thousands made like this crazy transition where they bled back into pop punk, and you see a resurgence of kind of like hardcore bands and pop punk bands like intermingling and and swapping genres back and forth Mm. and i think that those two genres capture something that was in my opinion like very white very suburban and very privileged which is just like the ability to get angry about something and put it on record and and capitalize on it right Mm. and You know, for like me, the transition into like hardcore music at that time was pretty seamless and natural because a lot of the pop punk bands that would play at Warp Tour would share the stage with a lot of other hardcore bands. And as a teenager, you know, I think that angst kind of turns into anger at times. And when it makes its way into your life, you need an effective channel to kind of let that let those emotions out, Um, you know, especially because back then, like there was no I mean, even now, but especially back then, there was no talk about what it is to be like a healthy male at that point in time, you know, like everything needed to be bottled up. And so if it's going to be bottled up, the only way to let it out is either. Uh, act out in violence or go to a pop punk or hardcore show and mosh your face out until, you know, you come back sweaty and your emotions are out of your body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an outlet. It's, it's weird for me to think about what you're talking about, like how it's, it's really marketed, at least a lot of the like mainstream bands, the, uh, the target audience was like groups of young teens, in suburbs who weren't yeah. acting this way, like the, the way that they're being described and or the people singing were describing their lives. You know, it was, it was definitely for me, like a form of escapism. Yeah. Not, not, I didn't go to as many shows, but I like just listening to it, you know, it was like, this is, uh, this is capturing a, like what I imagine, like being cool is like,
1: <laughs> and, and they did it. I, they did a super good job of doing that because they were kind of obligated to, right? I I think pop punk grew out of the punk scene. And the punk scene, and this is like, I guess this is kind of like harkening back in time quite a bit. Like if we're thinking about bands like uh, Generation X maybe or uh, The Descendants those bands when they went on stage their lyrics were geared towards like institutions and power structures you know like old Mm -hmm. school punk music is all about like bringing the system down right right and i think punk music or pop punk music instead took that and turned it more introspectively right because it's like I'm I'm growing up in these suburbs. I have all this privilege and it's like, why do I feel the way that I do? Why do I still feel this angst? Why do I still feel like my life is meaningless? And, you know, I I think that that narrative really plays deeply into a lot of people's lives. And I mean, even to this day, I think that's still uh, really ingrained into a lot of what people think about when they're living in the suburbs, despite living in all that privilege you know they still feel angsty and confused you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely
0: definitely definitely um so I guess once you uh got into pop punk a little bit more you found this genre that you liked did you start like going to shows how how far like deep did you get into it basically
1: oh brother i went all the way so uh, my (laughs) my high school actually very interesting my high school has quite a few successful music artists and there was one pop punk band who my old best friend uh laxin was a part of um it was called in her own words they're still around if you're a listener out there looking to listen to some, uh, postcore, pop punk emo music, uh, listen to In Her Own Words. It's going to be my first plug of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would, I mean, man, I would go to shows all the time. By the time that I had graduated my senior year of high school, I had accumulated 200 and some odd ticket stubs from shows that I'd gone to from my sophomore year to my senior year. And that was like a combination of local shows and like big festivals like Warp Tour and, you know, big bands as well. I've seen, I was a metalhead at one point as well. So, um, you know, Iron Maiden, Pantera, all those yeah. bands, Metallica were always like big in my heart. Um, but, because of that, you know, when you, when you're constantly going to these shows, you start to kind of network with the other local bands and you're talking to people, you're learning more about the the industry in general. And I, yeah, I was, I was deeply, deeply ingrained into the pop punk scene, uh, at least in my childhood.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I, I definitely did not take it that far. I I listened to a lot of the music, but, and, and kind of talked to people about it or, you know, went to a few shows, but nothing Mm -hmm. too local uh there was a uh, there's this place called Nickel City that has hosted like kind of like emo shows sometimes uh-huh. and i was like i'm going to go to one of these like next week like i was so close to going every time and i never went you never and went now nickel city's like closed and it's it's all it's all gone <laughs> did you not have any
1: friends in like garage bands or anything
0: i i had friends who played at nickel city oh um, or at least didn't people go. who i knew yeah i, I didn't go it's, i uh yeah so you're you're clearly here for a reason because you're uh, an expert.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, truly an expert in the <laughs> pop punk field. That's what every every young man strives to be when they grow up. Um, yes. There was uh, a, a venue near where I grew up in, in a city called Whittier. It was called the Green Turtle. The Green Turtle was a Chinese food restaurant by day. And by <laughs> night, they sold it to like bands they like let them take like the back room and play shows yeah. and that place got fucking lit it <laughs> like and and to explain to the viewers out there there isn't a lot of drinking or drug use in the hardcore scene at least not when i was a kid and that's primarily because so much of it was tied to being straight edge which like harkens back to like moshcore bands and and beat down was you know like minor threat um, yeah. and maybe maybe bad religion and the descendants too um, but there was one point and this is the reason why that place got shut down there was such an like angry and intense like hate core violent band that went into play that they started a riot and they had to call a SWAT team to like break up oh, god the violence of that place so it <laughs> that place got insane man
0: that's Yeah, the Nickel City venue is basically, like, the birthday room, like, where they host little kids, like, birthday <laughs> yeah. parties. So, like, the background of the stage is just, like, balloons and, like, streamers and stuff. But, yeah. Um, I
1: love that. Have you seen that meme where it's like, it's, like, this group of teens, and they're all, like, about to play some, like, hardcore music, and the, the front man goes, What the fuck is up, Denny? Let's get this shit going. Denny's, <laughs> Denny's, like And he's yeah. at a Denny's like dude that that is so like my adolescence like kids playing shows at denny's or like wherever you can you know because yeah. you're just trying to play a show you're just trying to get on the road and get noticed and like that that is real
0: yeah i mean i think every pretty much everyone i know uh has i like that i've talked to about this it can relate like there's there's just this like uh this dream that you have as an adult, or maybe like a little younger than now, but where you think back to like, man, what would it have been like to like play in a band in front of like my middle school, either like at a talent show, or like at one of these venues, like that would have been so cool. Like, (laughs) like even now, it's like something I still think about. I don't know if listeners can relate, but
1: I'm a hundred percent sure they can. And yeah. let me tell you that dream is dope. I, I,
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah. me feel so good.
1: Yeah. I screamed. I used to, so another thing you don't know about me is I used to do a lot of hardcore screaming, uh, back when I didn't I know a, that. <laughs> yeah. You did not know that, right?
0: You Well, okay. I, are you talking about like actually like singing, uh, and like screamo or yeah. Just screaming no. like you do all the time. Like no, 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 no. Like the life. real,
1: like the guttural animal noise mm. screaming that hardcore bands do. Got I used it. to do that.
0: And yeah, that's not surprising, but
1: Yeah, I I think it's actually why my screams are now so powerful and yeah. able to break the sound <laughs> barriers because of those years. Uh but I did it for in her own words at one point at a show at Chain Reaction, and it was tight. It was a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man that's i'm sure that's like what dreams are made of going on stage yeah especially now in like pandemic you know it's like if you can only imagine going being back in a place like that oh lord yeah (laughs) someday someday (laughs) um i think this is a good spot to take a little break and then maybe we can come back and chat some more about pop punk
1: yeah sounds great let's uh let's let's break it up break it up
0: Welcome back to Unless You Ask. <laughs> we're back from the break. Uh, um, so yes, Eman, when we last left, we were talking about how you grew up with pop punk. But I'm curious mm-hmm. to understand what role, if any, it plays in your life now. It's probably not probably not going to shows, but you sounds like you still listen sometimes. Yeah, um,
1: you know that's actually kind of the sad part is that it has gotten quite hard for me to listen to pop punk as an adult. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of, like I kind of said earlier, a lot of pop punk is, in general, it's very white, it's very privileged, very suburban. And while a lot of that defines my adolescence and early adulthood, uh, when when you start to look back at some of the lyrics from these bands, they get pretty misogynistic. They get pretty whiny and repetitive. So, yeah. you know, I, I mean, there are still some bands that hold up well today. Um, I, you know, for me, like the bands that I know, and, and these are probably bands that listeners will not know, But I I do implore you to check out uh, bands like the Wonder Years, uh, Four Year Strong, Paramore. Everyone definitely knows that one. Uh, Real Friends, Fireworks. Like these are, those are bands that I think kind of stood the test of time for the pop punk genre. But, um, you know, like there are just so many songs that I can look back on and just think like, wow, you have a, wildly immature outlook on life and you don't mm. actually provide me any form of growth <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of sad
0: yeah um yeah this is all important call outs uh but you know good that you can still listen to some of the or you know th- there's 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 always going to be a place of like it pumps you up you know <laughs> like it, oh yeah whenever you uh you just Spend time away from pop punk i find like when you come back to it it's it feels pretty good <laughs> yeah uh, totally but i will it's say one of the yeah go ahead all right oh, no, you... i uh i did a little research for our final segment which i won't spoil completely but uh yes many of the lyrics are very repetitive <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's like how how many different ways can you sing I'm so sick of my dad. He makes me go to school. Like, (laughs) it's like, shut up. You stupid little kid. Like just get a fucking new worldview.
0: (laughs) Yeah. School's pretty important actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude. I mean, look, look at our country. Now, if you would have gone to school, people might understand vaccines a little better. Maybe, (laughs) maybe.
0: Uh, Hard to say. Hard to say. (laughs) Oh man um yeah that makes a lot of sense (laughs) um so you've mentioned a few bands that you like uh i'm curious i I mean i think for most of the people listening to this they're probably of my generation but for people who aren't and yeah uh, maybe you can talk about a few bands and and kind of what makes um pop punk unique other than being kind of whiny and about (laughs) uh, you know (laughs) angst uh just sort of like musically what uh what, what kind of things stand out to you about it?
1: When I look back on pop punk, I, my paradigm is from the 1990s and the 1990s is when pop punk went mainstream. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, These are bands like Blink-182, This Is Green Day, Sum 41. um, You know, those bands define what some people call the the golden age of pop punk. Uh, I think people who define any musical age are immature and need to understand that music is constantly evolving and there is no such thing as a golden age in music. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but that was when the resurgence of pop punk came about and what i think is most interesting about pop punk and and kind of into hardcore as well is how diverse kind of some of the musical stylings are and you know especially when you when you look into some modern pop punk bands like the wonder years for example um, their lyrics are truly so introspective so well thought out and define a kind of anxiety for people living in the united states that are like our age millennials so effectively Mm -hmm. and uh you know i mean multiple times and, and this harkens back to when i said you know i listen to pop punk for the feels, but i have cried so many times listening to the wonder years um just because his lyrics uh daniel campbell who is also known as soupy um his lyrics are so just masterfully crafted in my opinion um and when you when you look at a lot of old punk like i said before it's based around defying institutionalized norms in, in fashion and the, and you know, the the platonic ideal of like the, the nuclear family and they question war mm-hmm. and pop punk, you know, some of it, some of the, some of that institutionalized anger stays, but a lot of it became introspective uh, in becoming questioning what it is to become an adult, right? Like what, mm-hmm. my, what's my age again by Blink-182, yeah. such a silly song, but like, I mean, really, what is being an adult, you know, Mm. um, reconceptualizing your purpose in the world. And, and some of these songs, while silly and wild and say bad words at times, um, becomes very existential at times, albeit immature, but, you know, I don't think that that necessarily detracts from the message at all. In fact, I think it makes it a little bit more powerful, um, and how palatable it is to the masses, you know?
0: Yeah delivering uh you know maybe uh if you're at that age we weren't ready for these kind of like understanding the like pushing back against the system kind of things but we could relate really heavily with like you know my dad makes me go to school
1: (laughs) (laughs) why do you make me go to school
0: (laughs) yeah but but it is it's interesting to have those roots do you feel like the more recent stuff that uh either the wonder years or like more modern pop punks bands are coming out with, does it uh, kind of divert a little bit away from that more introspective uh, kind of like lyrics or is it still kind of uh, in that same lane?
1: That's a great question. And I actually think that the scene dug its heels even more. I mean, I think it dug its heels more like in general, like in on the aggregate, like, if you were to get all modern pop-punk bands and combine, like, their messages into one, I would imagine that they went even deeper into introspection. Um, like, a few outliers would be, like, uh, bands like Fever, 333, um, which is, you know, leaning into hardcore a little bit and, and kind of rap even, but talk about, like, institutionalized racism and stuff. And the wonder you do that at times, too. But I, I think that in order to make music that is kind of geared towards young people you need to make it about something that an individual can feel and relate to rather than something you kind of need to research a lot to understand better you know i yeah (laughs) like you know i don't think that if a pop punk band started singing about some of the the war crimes that are happening across the globe they're going to have many listeners relating to that
0: yeah and i think you know punk music kind of by design never wanted to be popular or never wanted Mm -hmm. to be like marketed in some kind of mass way like at least you know in the beginning whereas pop punk the the bands that we some of the bands we're talking about the the market or the the listener base for that is like absolutely enormous so like yeah there had to be some kind of influence from sort of the labels or whatever to try to like you know how can we produce albums that we're gonna get all these kids to listen to so like let's make yeah. it about them and yeah. and they did it so effectively right like yeah
1: blink 182 sells out fucking stadiums yeah fallout boy sells out stadiums like all those bands sell out massive massive stadiums and it's full of people like our age yeah along with like a bunch of little kids (laughs) you know it's just like so wild
0: yeah that's I, I I know you probably can't answer this but I do wonder if you're like a 13 year old kid now and you're you have some of the same emotions that we had when we were 13 but the the music's moved on you know a little bit of what's popular do you still like Jam to blink 182 or is it like are you just on tiktok and you're listening to like say so or whatever <laughs> you know yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know the specifics either i do know that like
1: there i get on my discover weekly on spotify um new pop punk bands all the time and i like mm-hmm. again sometimes i just tune them out because they're just like so goddamn whiny but you know yeah that that is what I listened to when I was younger. And so I'm assuming that the younger generation is, is listening to that simultaneously and feeling those same feelings, those frustrations and, and um, going to those venues where those bands play as an outlet to go mosh, jump on people and, and do crazy stuff. I, and for those listening out there, I strongly recommend crowd surfing at least once in your life. If you haven't crowd surfed, <laughs> you should crowd surf. It's a fun time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah go for it
1: it's it's really great uh
0: i i second that i i uh i feel like you can you can uh often end up accidentally in the middle of some kind of like intense mosh pit or like you know someone crowd surfs on your head and you have a really bad experience if you're just trying to enjoy the band so if you uh do something like that you have to really be go go with intention be like this is i'm committing to the crowd surf i'm committing to the mosh pit you know i want to be here i want to push i want to feel it
1: yeah i I mean like for any i I think most pop punk shows you can feel out whether or not it's the kind of show you can crowd surf in yeah Uh, Yeah. there have been many times where i've been the first asshole to crowd surf (laughs) at a show just because you gotta you gotta the thing is bands love that shit you know yeah, they totally. they need people to go nuts for them and if you if you start crowd surfing and you start like opening up a pit shit's gonna get crazy it's <laughs> go, it gonna get weird
0: yeah i feel like you uh you came up here from la and you're like looking for that energy and and not finding it in as much uh as money as much intensity as you did uh in southern california
1: I crowd surfed at an Emo Night tour yeah. show, which is like a bunch of people putting on pop punk and emo songs from our youth. And yeah. I crowd surfed on adults that weren't necessarily expecting it. Like that <laughs> shit, it's it's in my body, Kevin. That's yeah. never going to leave.
0: <laughs> I I feel like either, I, I don't know if I was there for that one, but I remember uh, hearing about that <laughs> it's like yeah you meant tried to crowdsurf at an emo night i i didn't even try to i did I and there's an epic
1: picture there's an <laughs> epic epic photo taken by the emo night tour of yes. me crowd surfing on other human beings it is awesome
0: very yeah uh, something to remember so yeah go out and crowd surf quick early plug for crowdsurfing.
1: yeah Ready? huge plug for that one <laughs>
0: Um, so next, I, uh, we've already talked about a lot of bands that you're into, but you mentioned you've, you know, been brought to tears by some of these lyrics and that kind of thing. So I I just want to open it up a little bit for you to talk about any specific songs or any bands that you feel connected to that you, you want to like share your experience with, or you want other people to know about.
1: Yeah. I strongly recommend listening to the wonder years Mm -hmm. And I think I think the easiest album to get into is probably No Closer to Heaven. That's a really good album if you're trying to ease into the pop punk alternative rock scene from this era. Mm -hmm. If you want to go. A little farther back to their album called the greatest generation uh that is a tear-jerking album uh where daniel campbell comes into question of like who really is the greatest generation in america and, and i don't know if you know but the greatest generation is supposedly the the people who fought in world war Two. uh but daniel daniel's whole thing or dan campbell's Whole narrative there is is who really is the greatest generation, um, and who are we to say with the information that we have available to us? It, it's it's a remarkable album. Hmm. Um, Paramore is great. I love. I still listen to Paramore.
0: I love Paramore. I love Paramore. Please <laughs> listen really, to Paramore. They really are great. Yeah, oh, man, so many uh, hits. So uh,
1: honestly, just like banger after banger. Um, yeah. Fall Out Boy from Under the Cork Tree is one of the best albums of all time. And also, I, I don't listen to new Panic at the Disco, but A Fever You Can't Sweat Out is so goddamn good. And if, <laughs> and if people tell you that it's bad, they're wrong. And that's all you have to say. Just say, E-Man, this expert on pop punk music, said that that album was good and it is so good. Send them here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, these are, these are strong racks.
1: Yeah. Also, um, there, there is also, oh, what's another bad? Okay, this one is sad because the band, there. These are going to be two bands that I'm going to recommend. The first one, and both of them broke up, mm. is Say Anything, which was led by a man named Max Bemis, who, man his story is quasi tragic because his whole persona for this band, it was, it was a one man, like he did all the composition Mm -hmm. for his five albums. And I I think if you listen to say anything, the, the album, um, self-titled album, it is a remarkable work of introspection of mental health of relationships. And I think it, I mean it, it's 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 masterfully crafted um, and then finally, if you're looking for just a fun band to that makes you want to run fast and go do stupid stuff with your friends, uh fireworks is a truly spectacular band for that reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, what an appropriate name too <laughs> yeah
1: they they really make fireworks pop up in your belly yes. and I don't I would listen they only have two albums, like two or three studio albums, so listen to all of them. they're all good,
0: sweet um yeah. yeah so you know stay stay around for the rest of the show but when you're when you're done you're ready to run around put on some fireworks <laughs> <laughs> um awesome so this brings me to our final segment of the show um mm-hmm. which is a little bit of a uh game if you will if you're a listener uh you know first time listener we we like to end the seg uh the show with a little mm-hmm. bit of a game so Mm-hmm. Today for Eman, what I thought we could do is a little game of lyrics or lyrics.
1: Ooh! <laughs> wow! Did you come up with that that pun yourself?
0: Yep, I come up with all the puns. All the games are based on a bad rhyme or play on wow. words. That's excellent. They've been worse than uh, than this. <laughs> this what one's actually good pretty quality. good. Yeah,
1: this yeah, this is a good one.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so the way this game works is I've written down some lyrics that either I've made up or that come from an actual pop punk song, okay. and E-Man's is job is—it's gonna be hard. <laughs> Eman's job oh, is to man. determine whether the lyrics come from a real song or if I made them up. And okay. if you—if it would help you, uh, I'll because you were so kind as to sing, and also the whole time we lived together, Eman was singing like you know every day. I will sing the lyrics to help you try to understand if they belong or not. I'm going to sing them all in the style of pop punk, whether they're uh, from that or not, but okay, uh, let me know if that's helpful. I'll read them so that it's clear. And then if it's helpful, I'll sing, but only yeah, if it's helpful.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Ready Can't to rumble?
0: Wait. I'm
1: right. I'm ready to rumble, baby.
0: My heart always breaks just as soon as I understand what that means. Lyrics or lyrics? My heart always breaks just as soon as I understand what that means. Am I right? I'm going to say lyrics. Yes, I made that up.
1: Yeah, that's that's totally a lyric. <laughs> that
0: lyric makes no sense. <laughs> no,
1: but you know what? It could totally pass. Like I, I had to yeah, really right. think about that one. <laughs> I was like, that... I wouldn't be surprised if that was like, uh, like a Sum Forty One lyric from the early days.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's so it's so bad, but it it has all the words from actual pop punk songs.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like you give a machine learning algorithm, algorithm yeah. a bunch of pop punk songs. Yeah. I what basically, comes out.
0: I basically am that algorithm yeah. after listening in preparation for this segment. All right, number two. Uh, Time's forever frozen still So you can keep me inside the pocket Of your ripped jeans
1: That's a That's a, that's a lyric
0: Yes it is Do you know what song it's from?
1: I, do, can
0: you say it one more time? It's just yeah. so hard uh, Time's forever frozen still So you can keep me inside the pocket Of your ripped jeans Can you sing it? Uh, Yeah <laughs> I I don't know why I agreed to this. Times forever frozen still, so you can keep me inside the pocket of your frozen jeans.
1: I said I frozen
0: have, jeans, but it meant ripped jeans. I think you meant
1: frozen jeans <laughs> because that was that was ice cold, baby. Um, I I have no idea what band or song that is. What is that?
0: It's I'd do anything by Simple Plan. I sang it. Just a whole wrong. yes, okay,
1: yeah. yes. That's why. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wait, can you sing it the actual way it's supposed to be sang? <laughs> Just
1: to hold you in. My, if I could keep me down.
0: Yeah, that, I think it's from that part. I yeah. <laughs> people that people have probably heard this song. This is like the most you. popular one.
1: I I can't do it on the spot. Yeah, Yeah, no I, worries. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Neither can I clearly. If my parents it's weird how like, that, like something.
1: <laughs> yeah. I it's weird how that like pinged something in my head.
0: Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, yeah, people, people. If you look up uh, "I Do Anything" by Civil Plan, you'll recognize the song. Um, all right, next one. <clears throat> and sometimes, sorry, and sometimes snack happen, and it's so hard to keep your raspberry cool.
1: I'm I'm gonna say lyric. What?
0: <laughs> no, this is a real lyric.
1: That's a real lyric. This is uh, summer
0: jam by Set Your Goals. Do you are you familiar with the band Set Your Goals? I
1: totally know Set Your Goals. Summer Jam.
0: That's the name of the song. Summer Jam. This, Man, <laughs> this is I, I'm coming out like a poser one. right now. <laughs> this one doesn't sound like it should be a lyric, but also I'm not clever enough, clever enough to come up with Raspberry Cool. You know? Do you know what? album that's from by any chance uh i know what the it looks like but i don't know the name of the album um,
1: raspberry cool
0: it's called summer jam <laughs> uh let's see here i'll I'll, uh, I'll edit around this it's from the album this will be the death of us
1: yeah that i know that album
0: huh summer Jam. that's
1: that's the one where gaia bleeds came out and that's an epic song for the rest of the people listening <laughs> I don't, wow, I couldn't catch that one
0: Yeah um, Okay, you ready for the next one? We, so far, yeah. you are at two out of three Which is pretty good okay. Summer Jam messed you up, but that, that was a hard one um, Okay All of the s- mistakes we made All the scars and hate It must fade away today
1: Say it one more time
0: Yes All of the mistakes we made All of the scars and hate it Must Fade Away Today. All the mistakes oh we made, the scars <laughs> and hate, it must fade away today.
1: Am I right? That sounds, oh man, I want to say lyric, but I think I'm going to say lyric. Lyric.
0: And you would be right. Right, I, yeah, I, got it. I wrote that as a machine, machine learning algorithm, having Crazy. ingested years of pop punk. Kevin is so effective. That one might be real, and I just, like, accidentally wrote it. But I, for the purposes of this, I wrote that myself. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Great job so far. Uh, I don't want to sing anymore, but I back myself into my a corner. You're obligated to
1: contractually. Okay.
0: <laughs> Last one. Here we go. Head stuck in a cycle, I look off and I stare. It's like that I've stopped breathing, but completely aware. This is a hard. This may be our hardest game.
1: Oh, boy. I'm trying to think of a song, but nothing's ringing a bell from you here. Uh, Sing it. Okay. Head stuck
0: in a cycle. I look off and I stare it's like that I've stopped breathing but completely aware does that help man people yeah, are either gonna I, hate or love this section
1: <laughs> yeah they're gonna hate yeah I they're think they're gonna, gonna hate, hate it. it I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's a, a a lyric
0: so you are correct that is a lyric from a million reasons by lady Gaga
1: <laughs> right okay thank you I was gonna say I don't I don't know. <laughs> so Tec- it is so a, a technically real a lyric. lyric.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a real lyric, but it is not from a pop punk song. Wow, beautiful. So g- go out. My plug is to listen to a million reasons by L- Lady Gaga. She okay, needs- you know
1: what? Actually, I have an idea. Why don't I'll, I'll play this game with you? I'm gonna pull up some ly- lyrics or lyrics, and you oh, tell me whether. Oh snap! You're- <laughs> a okay? guest
0: reversal. I'm down. Yeah, let's play. I'm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know pop punk as well as you do, so this is gonna be more intuitive than anything. But I'm totally yeah. down. Let's do it.
1: It's going to go great. Um, okay. <laughs>
0: do you do you have the stuff like on on your person or you just you're yeah, going to remember lyrics and throw them down? Off the
1: dome. Off the or dome? maybe it's a lie, dude. Maybe maybe my <laughs> machine learning algorithm is good too.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you're going to come up with the fake ones on your own. That sounds daunting, but I'm uh, I'm ready
1: to play. I've been up spending every late night in my car listening to all of these sad songs
0: that okay that's a hundred percent real because i feel like i saw that when i was doing the research people love to talk about being in their car in the pop punk world
1: <laughs> ding 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 that is right that is a <laughs> lyric that is a real friends everybody
0: what band yeah real friends real friends yeah <laughs> You ha- you knew that off the top of your head yeah man i could you- not yeah loaded god complex pock,
1: pocket and pull it <laughs> that's all i know I, I have a lot of rando songs okay um very are impressive. you able to bleep are you able to bleep things out because this is gonna this might be i might have to say some curse words
0: you've already said curse words we i just mark it as explicit and and just know that my parents listen to every episode
1: okay no i don't want to
0: do that to <laughs> Karen. i don't want to do that anymore is a pop punk lyric <laughs>
1: that's actually correct (laughs) that ain't me um okay how about um when my heart bleeds for you i fall silent
0: and you stay blue oh when my heart bleeds for you i fall silent and you stay blue like yeah this is someone who's upset that has his lover is passed on or something, or just left left them. <laughs> uh, sure. I think the you and the blue rhyme is something that E Man would like freestyle. So <laughs> a lot of the times when I'd come home from work or he'd come home from work, when we lived together, he would just start like singing random stuff to me, like in rhyme. And I, I think this is an E Man <laughs> rhyme, so I'm gonna say Lyric.
1: That is a Lyric. Hell yeah. Good job, Kevin. Got um, him. how about uh i know it's been a while but i cannot fake this stupid
0: smile i think that's i, I feel like i've heard that one
1: dang it kevin you're <laughs> so good at this
0: i did a lot of, i i spent a lot of time looking at lyrics for to write mine i know i could tell <laughs> including watching the lady gaga music video for a million reasons uh, for, how many for some reason. lady gaga
1: rounds did you have to watch
0: Th- that was I-, I knew that there would be one Lady Gaga lyric that would sound like a, a pop lyric. And
1: you just you just went for it. I love that. Yeah, okay. she just
0: needs one good one to stay, man. One good reason. Mm-hmm. Um do you have any more or do you wanna you wanna call you wanna rap?
1: Give me a second. I'm either gonna freestyle one or I'm gonna <laughs> Thought I had people I could trust. Like my boy, Captain Crunch.
0: <laughs> so this is like a clear Captain Crunch like collab, where the where the band got paid by Big Cereal to drop this lyric. Big lyrics. Cereal. <laughs> yeah, by General Mills. General Mills is like doing a Blink One Eighty Two collab to get them to reference Captain Crunch. <laughs> So this feels handcrafted for me because you know that I'm, like, a serial guy and just, like, it's so stupid, but I would, like, love a lyric like this. So on the one hand, I feel like you made it up. But on the other hand, I think it's the corporate sponsorship. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say (laughs) that it's a real lyric. It's a real lyric. Hell yeah. (laughs) That's the Wonder Years, baby. I'm a champion. That's a great lyric. I'm going to listen to that song. (laughs) That song is
1: called About to Get Fruit Punched. (laughs) homie
0: <laughs> yeah i'm a sucker for puns in music i love uh, that for you thank you for uh thank you for putting me through the gauntlet that was very fun yeah. uh you did great i feel like you, you did uh, great kevin you could host your own pop punk uh, segment in in any podcast
1: that's good to know i hope this is the only one i ever have <laughs> to do i don't think i want to make this a career
0: <laughs> that's how i want all my guests to feel when we're done <laughs> And we are done. So thanks for getting to the end. Is there before we go? Is there anything that you uh, you would like to promote or shout out?
1: Yeah, um, I would like to shout out my my boys podcast. Uh, popping off on another podcast here. It's called Community Visions uh, with Zach McRae and Rashid Shabazz. Uh, it is about San Francisco's planning and how it has affected uh black people living in the bay area and kind of some of the nuances in racist history in planning uh for the bay area so if you're if you're interested in um, anti-black racism and how we can kind of subvert that i recommend giving that a listen
0: it's a pretty good one community visions um i will put in the description thank you um Eman, it's been a, a deep pleasure <laughs> thank you for sh- showing up uh my very boy. prepared and uh yeah i'll uh i'll talk to you soon
1: yeah i can't uh i can't wait to hear more from you my dude
0: i'm i'm glad thanks for listening all right bye bye listening to unless you ask and thank you to Eman for being my guest unless you ask is produced by bread people productions you can follow bread people productions at bread if you'd like to appear as a guest on the show or if you have any feedback please email me at unlessyoupod@gmail.com. at gmail.com that's unlessyapod at gmail.com All right, you made it to the end of the episode. This week, my nobody asked is that in high school, my friends and I went to the Blink-182 reunion tour and it started raining, so we left midway through their set. But after we left, Travis Barker flipped himself upside down. He did all this crazy stuff on the drums, and we heard about it the day after, so we just told everybody that we stayed for the whole thing.